1-800-BETS-OFF. The Cardinals look to keep rolling tonight in Cincinnati. Jordan Montgomery will oppose Brandon Williamson on the mound. Cards have won 11 of 14 in four series in a row. White Sox have won 5 of 6. They visit the Guardians tonight. Cubs with a night off. They host the Mets tomorrow night. Carmelo Anthony officially announced his retirement today after 19 seasons in the NBA. The 10-time All-Star ranks ninth in league history in career points scored. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Monday get one of Jethro's world-famous meal deals. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Baseball conversation momentarily. Nick Olson on Iowa State. Bottom of the hour. Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsored those. Well, the Padres had a brutal weekend. The Blue Jays stink. The Cardinals. Here come those Redbirds. Uh, Matt Snyder joins us, CBSSports.com. Uh, I'm down on baseball, Matt. I oh, just want to get that out there. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Uh, anyways, uh, it was another uh, fun week. And you know what? We've been – the Orioles are a fun watch. I don't – I mean, yeah. I know they swept my squad, and I should be pissed off, and I am. But at the same time, this Orioles team that was so bad for so long for their that fan base at a beautiful ballpark, um, a team that's uh, you know one of the core teams of, uh, of baseball for so long. Good to see that they finally turned the corner. Last year was no fluke. They are for real. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's always exciting when there's a, a team that had has been down for a few years and then they get good and it seems kind of new. But with the Orioles, it wasn't just down. It was arguably the worst stretch in baseball history because 2020 was wedged in there. But if we take full seasons, 2018, they lost 115 games. 2019, they lost 108. 2021, they lost 110. Um, 108 losses is historically bad, but that was their best season out of those three. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. So it's it's like especially exciting that they're emerging from that. And they seem like, I don't even know if anything backs it up, but – it just feels like they get big hits. You know, it feels like late in the game, it, somebody's just going to come through. And it's one of those things that I feel like you you always feel like it when it's a new team and maybe uh, when there aren't the expectations yet, they don't press as much. So maybe that feels like they get more big hits. Maybe there's something to that. But, yeah, it's they're fun for sure. Speaking of uh, the Cardinals, how about Max Muncie after the series concludes saying that the Cardinals catchers were bullying the home plate umpires? Did you no, catch that? Does anybody, I I mean, yeah. Get the hell out of here. Give me a break. Yeah. Really? What That's a weird ridiculous. thing to say. I mean, it's especially weird because Yadier Molina just retired. And if there's ever been anybody who, toward the end of his career, got the benefit of doubt on calls with his framing, he has to be like, the number one ranking of all time, getting reputation frame calls. And now he's gone, and Contreras isn't even that good of a framer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I I mean, some people like Contreras, but he's pretty well known, as we've been seeing this season, as a pest. I, I just can't see all of a sudden Wilson Contreras bullying umpires who've been doing this for decades 
into making calls that they wouldn't otherwise make. Uh, it was a ridiculous thing to say, especially from a, a team like the Dodgers, who, if anybody, you know, I don't think we're like the NBA or anything in Major League Baseball where you say, oh, these markets get the calls, but if there's any marquee franchise in baseball right now, it's the Dodgers. So, yeah. I, I I don't know, man. I I got a big chuckle out of that because that's as outlandish as I've ever heard. Uh, what I thought was outlandish is the ambiguity surrounding the the sticky, sticky substance on pitchers. And sometimes it's an ejection. And, well, sometimes if it's the Yankees, it's not. And they give you a chance. And then, you know, after a couple of games of being embarrassed, they finally have to kick the pitcher out. But it happened again this weekend in Cincinnati that another Yankee pitcher uh, was, was found to have the sticky stuff all over him, uh, but uh, got a reprieve from the umpires again. Why is there no consistency? I mean, if you've got it, you're out and you're suspended. It seems pretty simple. What am I missing? Well, I think they need to clarify at least because I'm going to tell you why I think the Schmidt case was different in a second, but let's go back to Domingo Herman against the Blue Jays. No, no, no. Against twins. The twins. Yep. In the middle of May against the Twins, they basically said, wash your hands, and then he was okay, and that's why Baldelli got tossed. Then you go to the Scherzer incident in Dodger Stadium. They said, go wash your hands and you'll be okay, and that's when Max decided to use rubbing alcohol, which, when mixed with rosin, gets stickier. Uh, and then he got kicked out after they said wash your hands. Then they were like, okay, hold on. Now this is stickier. Now you're gone. Um, and then Herman in Toronto this past week got run, yeah. and they didn't seem like they told him to wash his hands. So I, I understand that there's going to be leeway and there's going to be things that happen, but I feel like that this has happened enough times, and especially with the perception that you're letting the Yankees do this and you're giving them chances to wash their hands, or even if we loop in Scherzer, it's the Mets, it's still New York. Um, I feel like that Major League Baseball needs to get out here. I was going to say get in front of it, but they can't get in front of it because it's already happened a few times. But they at least need to release a statement that just kind of says, here's what's going on. If the umpires think that there's a substance on them, but it's not sticking, it's not targeting the baseball, however... It might look bad, so they're saying go wash your hands so it doesn't look bad. Uh, they have the discretion to do that. And that's what it appears happened with Schmidt in Cincinnati is that uh, he was using a black glove. And I guess, you know, if any of us who have put on a, a mitt or a glove before, around the wrist, underneath, there's always that kind of furry, fuzzy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess they said his was black. And when with his sweat it started to rub off, and so he had, like, black marks on his wrist, and they just thought, this is going to look bad, so just go wash that fuzz off, and then we're good. And uh, there wasn't any evidence of him touching that or using that or anything. They were just like, hey, just get this off of here because it looks bad. The problem with that is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because it looks bad that they told him to go wash his hands. Yep. Uh, so that's why I think the league needs to kind of be like, hey, here's what's going on. If they think something's going to look bad, they're going to tell him to wash it off. But if there's anything sticky at all, they're going to eject them. Um, so I, I think there could be some clarification on that. But I don't think the Schmidt case was bad, other than just the absence of a, of a great explanation. On this uh, article, you might find this interesting, too, because I've heard blowback, speaking of pitchers, about the pitch clock, that we're going to have more injuries. Now, this is a small yeah. sample size. But basically, this deep into the season a year ago, at the time, there were 69 players, pitchers that went to the IL with an injury in 2022. This year, 72. Mm. 
days on the IL have actually That's decreased not. from a year ago. Yeah. Small sample size, but that concern that was out there for some people appears to be just uh, something to talk about, but no reality behind it. And I just saw apparently Kinley Jansen uh, had comments that came out today where he was saying that more people are going to get hurt, but they're not. No. They're just not. And pitcher injuries have been skyrocketing if you go by decades in the most recent decades and it's not because if anything they were throwing they were taking way more time in between pitches in recent decades mm-hmm. no it's because they throw harder than ever right. and doing all kinds of different things with the ball which puts torque on their elbow and their shoulder and the human body wasn't meant to do that um that's why there are injuries to pitchers but i'm glad that you said those numbers because that's not a meaningful bump at all uh, so thank you for bringing that up. Good job on that. Yeah, I, I was wondering where he's going too. So that is good. Good news. So um, I want to bring up Christopher Morrell and, and ask you what what's behind this and is it sustainable? Look, I, I I can't believe that it's just. I mean, they saw this kid last year, so it's not like they're you know they're not uh, seeing Christopher Morrell and how to maybe uh, go up against him for the first time. He had a lot of at bats last year. Um, and he was good for a lot. And he was good, but he's been unbelievable yeah. this year. I'm not saying it's sustainable, but um, what, what, what do we make of this? Well, he played 113 games last year as a rookie. So, of course, there's going to be growing pains at times as a rookie. Mm-hmm. But he showed flashes. And, uh, you know, just the rudimentary looking to see if somebody was average above average. 107 OPS+. plus. So he was 7% above league average in terms of getting on base and hitting for power, adjusted to ballpark, basically 7% above average as a hitter. With his versatility as a defender, with being a good base runner, how good his attitude is, and, you know, it just – look, look, everybody loves him. Just look, he's all smiles all the time. Yep. Everybody loves him. Like, that's an intangible right there. I, I didn't love it from the get-go that he got sent down, but I guess they wanted him to work on strikeout issues, yep. which he you know, struck out 137 times in 113 games last year. Um, he struck out 18 times in 11 games right now, and he's only walked twice. But he's also hit eight home runs, and he's second on the team in home runs right now, even though he's only played in 11 games. Jeez. He's second. <laughs> he passed Cody Bellinger yesterday for second behind Wisdom. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, when you say sustainable, like, no, he's not going to hit 370. All no. year. He's not going to slug almost 1,000. He's not going to keep up this home run pace. But in terms of being a productive hitter and productive player, absolutely. I think he's going to be a very good player for a long time. There might be some, uh, on a lesser scale, Javier Baez tendencies mm-hmm. in there where you can get him to swing outside the zone and he's going to strike out a lot. But you know what? We, we saw with Javi on his good years with the Cubs, you take that bad because of what good comes with it. And I think that's one of my main frustrations on why he got sent down to start the year is sometimes you just can't change a guy. I mean, it's he's if you try to take away all those strikeouts and try to make him into a different hitter, you might lose a lot of the power. You might lose a lot of the personality that I talked about. Sometimes you just can't change a guy, and you need to accept, look, this is going to be a guy in our lineup who strikes out a lot and doesn't walk a lot, but he brings so much good, that's okay. We'll get other guys who can walk a lot and not strike out so much, not striking out so much like Nico Horton, for example. Mm-hmm. There, there are ways to balance out the lineup. Everybody doesn't have to be a prime Joey Votto. There are going to be different types of players. Where did he? How did they get him? Do you guys know that? Was he? Uh, did they draft him? 
I believe he was an amateur free agent from Korea. Yeah, yeah. So they, saw, he was, so they signed him as a teenager. Dad. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All yeah. right, good. Christopher Morell and those Cubs are going to see the Mets up next. Mets have won five in yeah, a row. playing well. Better, They're better. back over 500. Now, outside of Lindor and Alonso, that offense has not done a whole lot here. What do we think of this Mets team? Of course, the headliners at the top of the rotation. That's going to get the buzz, what they did in free agency. Where are you right now with this Mets team? I think that they're going to be hot and cold all year. And it's, it's so funny. Of course, they're, they've won five in a row. They're all one-run wins. Four of the five are late comebacks, which mm-hmm. has been really fun. Yeah. But before that, they had maybe their easiest stretch of the schedule all season, and they lost 16 of 22. Like, the only good team in there they played was the Braves. They lost a bunch of games to the Nationals, the Reds, the Tigers. Jeez. It was like they should have totally gotten fat right there, but they were terrible. Now they're playing well against the Rays and the Guardians. Uh, you know, I think it's just going to be like this. It's because on offense, I love Nimmo as a leadoff man. Uh, you've got Jeff McNeil, the contact guy. You've got Alonzo, one of the best power hitters in baseball. He's up there with Aaron Judge for being in the discussion of the best power hitter in baseball. And Lindor, who is inconsistent, but at his best is still can be a superstar type, type, type player. But the second half of the order is not very good at all. Um, Pitching-wise, Verlander and Scherzer can still bring it and be themselves at times, like Verlander last night, for example. But they're old. Uh, Senga, he's going to bring it sometimes. He's going to be awesome sometimes. But it's his first year over here. He's adjusting. Uh, Jose Quintana's been on the aisle since the start of the year. It's still going to be a little bit before he comes back. The bullpen, kind of in disarray, as they're still scrambling to figure out how they want to line things up after the Edwin Diaz uh, WBC injury. But if they got everybody right and everybody was firing on all cylinders, they could absolutely win the World Series. I could also see them missing the playoffs. It's just they remind me of the Phillies last year and actually the Phillies this year on that front where it's like, all right, what version are you going to get of this team, and are you going to get the good version at the right time? Uh, I'll finish up with, uh, with with the Cardinals, who just continue to um, climb their way up the standings. They looked hopeless. They looked brutal. Uh, but yet here they are. They're now uh, firmly in third place, just a couple of games back uh, of the Padres with the Brewers still to catch. It's been remarkable to see. They're still six below 500. I get that. But they're making their way through the Central Division. Five out. That's just it. And yeah. it won't be much longer. When we get to uh, July, who's in first place? Oh, man, I would have to look at the schedules and dive in. I'll I'll say Brewers just because the Cardinals are really hot right now. And, you know, there's ebbs and flows of the season. I don't feel like they could stay this hot for for such a long time. However, oh, boy, Uh, they just went through a week where they went uh, 5-2 and against the Braves or Dodgers and Brewers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Upcoming, they've got Reds, Guardians, Royals, Pirates. Jeez. They might continue to get fat here for a second. Um, Brewers are without Woodruff until at least the second half, too. So it could well be the Cardinals. I mean, they're only five out right now. It's one of the things, the 10-24 and 24 start, we knew they weren't that bad. And then they made the panic move with Contreras. It almost made them kind of rally together because mm-hmm. so many guys came out to speak out on Contreras' behalf. And it was like, well, geez, guys, nobody from the outside is talking smack about Contreras. It's all coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed to work. So, yeah, they're playing really, really well right now. The offense is so good. The rotation's still not, but there have been signs from Flaherty, for example, where, hey, he was a guy who was, you know, top five inside young a few years ago. He's not old. 
Wainwright's back. Maybe they can piece something together there. Maybe they can do something in front of the trade deadline. They're they're definitely a lot better than 10 and 24 showed, and, and they're showing that right now. And Ken's upset about his Blue Jays right now, and he's ready for John Schneider to be showing the door. I've heard plenty of people. Mattingly's turn. In San Diego, Bob Melvin, old guy's got to go. Him. Who is the first or the next manager fired? Oh, man. I hadn't even thought about anybody. Yeah, um, yeah Griffel, it's too early in, in Chicago. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. Um, I don't feel like they can do Schneider in Toronto again just because they, they made the move last July. It was July, right? Mm-hmm. So then you give them less than a year. And the, you know what? Before last week, they were in great shape. They had a terrible week. He did not paint himself in glory with the whole Aaron Judge peeking to the side and the base. What was he doing there, though, thing. Matt? What was he doing? Any idea? I, they they might have been tipping. I think there's That's something what I think it the Blue is Jays too. said that they were tipping. Yeah. Um, and, and Judge was probably looking at the first base coach just to see, hey, do you have his tell here? Yeah. And to be clear, that ain't cheating. No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely. Not at nope. all. The Blue Jays were using pitch comp. Uh, right. So, yeah. I, but I, this Schneider was the base coaches, and then they you know, they had to take Manoa out because they lost track. Of that the, was pathetic. The mountain visits thing, that can't happen. Nope. That just cannot happen. You're the CEO now, basically, of a large company. That cannot happen. You, especially as bad as they were playing in the week. They needed more innings there. It, that was bad. Um, and especially, there are residuals to that. Like them having to go into deep yeah. and extra innings yesterday, that stuff will catch up with you if you're taking out stars too early, and that was an unforced error. So, I, man, I have to answer the question. I don't know. Um, Melvin. I, I, I don't know about Melvin. It would have to get bad because they just made that move uh, during the 2021 World Series. It was after they, they fired Tingler and went to Melvin and they got mm-hmm. to the – NLCS last year, it seems early. But then again, it's A.J. Preller that is kind of reaction. Yes, yes. So maybe that would be one. I'm just looking around. I don't see anything else obvious. Maybe if the Mariners had a really bad stretch, service has been there long enough. Yep. But, man, they just broke the playoff route last year. That would yeah. seem quick, too. Phillies? I don't know. I'm not I'm not seeing anybody. He's the World no, Series. I mean, mm. Again, he, he took over last year. Yeah, he did. And then they got hot and they went to yep. the World Series. Yep. Got to give a little more rope. So almost every situation, there's a reason that you it would look bad to fire the guy so quickly. All right, and Schneider's the answer. Then would make yeah. sense. Or maybe maybe if it got way worse with the Reds, David Bell. Mm. Now he did survive three and twenty two last year. <laughs> yep. But if they went on it, if they went on another bad streak, I could see the front office being like, "Hey, it's time for some more eyewash here, and enough's enough." Three and so, twenty-two. Maybe David Bell. Oh, brutal! Uh, we're off next Monday, Matt. Hopefully, our schedule will allow you to join us on Tuesday next week. Enjoy yeah. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, good. Uh, we'll talk with you then. Have a wonderful week, Matt Snyder. Thank you as always. All right. Take care. Yep, good to talk baseball with you. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. If you love the game of baseball, as we certainly do, Matt Snyder uh, is a really good read. CBSSports.com. Didn't mention your Twinkies. Yeah, they're the whole division's kind of meh. <laughs> the Tigers in second. They're three and a half games up. At times, it feels like they should be ten and a half up. They should be. There's other times up. you look at it and they, they shouldn't be You're leading. Wondering the division. how they're leading by three right. and a half. Right. Yeah. The bullpen is brutal. Uh huh. For the second straight year, they did nothing to address. The bullpen it. is brutal. You're right. Great rotation. Mm-hmm. Great rotation. But the bullpen is brutal. It's awful. Yes. And the bats 
they've had moments. Pat's going to say it depends what game you watch. But certainly not the consistency. Where do they go this week? So coming up, they uh, had the Giants coming to town. And tonight's game, 641st pitch, still in school. That's when they'll move back to 710. Okay, that's what it is, yeah. But uh, the game on FS1. Weird. Yeah, because I was uh, setting the DVR for the week, and when I start with Monday's game, right. where the hell is it? It's not on 668. Oh, so what, what, what caused you to look there? Because I would have gotten I, I DVR. Oh, okay. Yeah, I set the DVR for the week games that mm-hmm. I know a lot of times i got to go back to and got things going on, things like that. So, yeah, I was sitting, and that took a lot longer than normal this week. To find. Yeah. FS1, I went to TBS, ESPN. It's not on 668 on Fox Sports or Valley Sports North, so I'm hopping around, hopping. Finally, 219, there it was. Uh, back to the Cardinals for just one second here. Here's their skip. Boy, they've. Ford Cincy, three Cleveland, two, two KC, three Pittsburgh, Texas for three, three more with Cincy, San Fran for four, then the Mets, but then you go to Washington, the Cubs for a pair. They're going to get to July and they're going to be right there with the Brew Crew, aren't they? Give us the date. What's the date that they get over 500 or get to 500? Oh, the date they get to 500? They're still, what, six games under? Yeah. Oh, they got a. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the 9th of June. 9th of June. I'm going to go a little later. I'll take the over on that. How about that? Okay. But they're going to get there. Yeah. It, and they're going to win this division. They're going to win the division. And after looking Probably like for five weeks, yeah. we're going to be right. right. We had that. Does that mean the Celtics are going to come back and win this thing? It's no, no so I won't get. Well, you know, I bet that the series would go six games or longer because I thought you were dead wrong. <laughs> Whoops, Miller and Condon. We will be back uh, to talk Iowa State with Nick Oson. What should, what do we read into this Iowa State signing a JUCO quarterback? JUCOs come for one reason: they want to play, play right away. Is there playing time at Iowa State at the quarterback position? This September, a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Graphite Construction Group is one of the leading names in general contracting across the Midwest. And now you can be part of the Graphite Construction Group team. They're looking for construction superintendents, project managers, project coordinators, carpenters, and laborers. Go online to graphitegrp.com slash career opportunities to apply today. With Graphite Construction Group, we build it better. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call Yo and podcast. If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He's set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rushing.net. Welcome back. It's 
Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trends plays of the day momentarily. Nick Olson, no, Nick Olson momentarily. Trends plays of the day coming up. Circus Sports sponsor that. You got a busy night, Trent Condon. For the first time this season, you will be calling high school baseball where? Yeah, heading out to see Coach Dirks' team and the Waukee Warriors as they face off against the second-ranked team in Class 4A, the Jaguars from Ankeny Centennial with their outstanding starting pitcher Joey Oki, a future Iowa Hawkeye, on the bump, pumps it up there 97. Is he a senior? He is. Yep. He can swing it, and he's been a, a big-time player huh? yeah, since he was an Ooh. underclassman. They returned seven of their nine starters from a year ago, so Centennial, one of the favorites, and they've been building towards this season here. Uh, Coach High's done an outstanding job with that program and kind of developing these guys in this class coming up right now. Really, really good squad. So first look at the Jaguars and the Warriors tonight, 7 o'clock with the first pitch here on KXNO. Good stuff. Who are you working with? Uh, this is a solo edition tonight. Well, uh, you'll be fine. You'll be just fine. And Rush Nick will be back with me again throughout Good. the course of the season. Good stuff. Let's get to Nick Olson. He has uh, joined the Cyclone Tailgate Tour. I believe in Marshalltown this morning, Nick. Where are, where are you at? That's exactly right, guys. Yeah, I'm sitting here in Marshalltown. I think after this I might try one of these nice-looking food trucks that are sitting <laughs> out of where we were just meeting. <laughs> wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be a bad idea. Well, a lot of ground to cover with you. I guess where I want to start with you is um, – there's an offer, a JUCO quarterback's been offered. We know that um, um, JUCOs, they want to come where they get a chance to play, right? The kid's name is is Tanner Hughes. I'm not sure what kind of offers that he had uh, prior to this when he was uh, coming out of high school, how he ended up uh, at the community college that he did. But we, we know the stories out there that there's a, a gambling investigation. We don't know names that are attached to it. But I'm starting to, um, you know, connect some dots, and, and maybe I'm going down the wrong path. And and if I am, please stop me in my tracks. Um, what do you make of this? A quarterback is the middle of May, and and Matt Campbell, um, all of a sudden, is offering a JUCO quarterback again. JUCOs want to go where they can play. What do, what do you read into this? Well, you know, Ken, I can tell you for certain. I'll tell you a couple things within this. First, Tanner Hughes. Talented player, uh, good size. So I was looking at his recruiting profile. He didn't have necessarily a ton of D1 interest directly out of high school. So that is what led him uh, to, I believe, how you say it is, Butte Community College. I know that Aaron Rodgers went there as well. And now Iowa State is one of, I think, four offers that he has uh, picked up in the last couple weeks. Now, with kind of the timing of this that you just kind of questioned and alluded to, you know, I stick with, you know, what I know for certain, especially with you guys, as you always are able to bring me on. And I, I did, you know, dig into this a little bit throughout the last couple of days. And I can tell you, and Trent knows, as of kind of being a VIP on the site, this isn't the first name that has kind of been uh, put out there or looked at or offered necessarily really in the last three or four months. So I, I can tell you, I put a couple names. Back in the winter, the team is looking to add depth. I think I can tell you almost certainly whether Hughes ends up here or not, that is looked at as a depth piece. And that one of these reasons is because, you know, Ashton Cook is someone, he was a walk-on, mm-hmm. but he's been dealing with an injury really throughout this offseason and, you know, isn't necessarily going to be a part of the depth chart there within the depth of quarterback. We've seen how injuries can really kind of hurt things specifically in the running back room last season. 
I understand people are, you know, looking further, like you mentioned. I know people were going into things a little bit on my board, but I, I did my due diligence, and I can tell you for certain as we await, and I can tell you the team is still kind of awaiting results within the process and what things will look like. That is stone cold for sure. I can tell you that Hughes, whether he ends up as a two, three, four type spot, is more so looked at as a depth piece with some talent and experience that I'm hearing the staff has at least looked at and liked some of him for well over a month to a month and a half. Can, can you share those other offers that are out there? Who, who's who's at least kicking the tires on him? Yeah, so I saw that he uh, he picked up an offer from Duquesne, uh, Moorhead State, and then there was one other one, kind of I'm forgetting right now. I know that there were some California schools earlier on that had maybe taken a look, but those are certified D1 offers that I know he's put out there. Yep. Gotcha. Interesting. So looking more like a depth piece than anything, and that's, uh, yeah, when you kind of put it out there and, and look at it from that front makes a whole lot of sense. Well, one guy that maybe might not be a depth piece, when you get a guy from Auburn, that pricks <laughs> yeah. your ears up a little bit. What can you tell us about the defensive lineman at Coley? Yeah, so I got a little more on his game as well as I want to make sure I'm, I'm pronouncing well because the name a little bit newer to me. So to Becci O'Coley, Trent, you're exactly right. You know, when you get a guy from Auburn, specifically that I, I'm told and I read about, though he didn't necessarily play a ton his first two years there, he was expected to be within the rotation this season. A guy that has become very familiar with Iowa State because of the high school recruiting process initially from the KC area, and I'm hearing that he's someone that while the staff feels he can contribute early, guys, the ceiling there is really what the staff is excited about. He's versatile, as I've kind of checked in, as well as hearing from Matt Campbell directly today on the tailgate tour. He can play a little bit inside. He can play outside. He's got terrific size, a good motor, and and I'm just getting this sense that he was looking for a spot where he maybe felt a little more comfortable and the staff is very excited because he's someone that has shown this potential, you know, kind of in moments, as you would say. But if you put it all together under a staff with Campbell, Haycock, and, of course, Rashid, who just sent a top-half first-rounder this season, I think there's some excitement there. I expect him to be seen and contribute bare minimum a little bit this year and be firmly in the mix in terms of contributing and a household name in the next year and a half to two years. Hmm, interesting. And who did they beat for him? Yeah, so I'm getting a sense that, you know, somebody threw out Nebraska uh, on my too. board. There were several there were several kind of like Midwestern interests because of some of the familiarity due to what he was used to in high school. I heard a spot like Missouri was thrown out there because they actually lost the defensive end to Arden Walker. Just several you know, big-time schools were at least in the mix from what I can hear. Iowa State got word that he would be in there. You know, he they made this major push. The relationships were there. And when you mm-hmm. can sell that with D-line development, that's a lot to turn away from, guys. Absolutely. We're talking with Nick Oson, 24-7 sports at CycloneAlert.com. Well, you mentioned the tailgate tour. That's where you are. You got some nuggets for us? What's been going on there? Give us a, a piece or two that you have learned on the tour. Definitely, Trent. And actually, one of these things I mentioned to, to kind of a little bit as we were prepping for the show, too. So one thing, I'm going to continue to mention this player's name, kind of like I did last year, guys. If you're not <laughs> familiar yet, Jack Sadowski, true freshman linebacker 
actually one of the first commits I ever covered. If people watched the spring game, they saw some glimpses. I believe he was running with the twos there. The way he's come to Iowa State prepared, ready to work, crushing it in the classroom, and now putting it all together from what Coach Campbell said, really the last few practices, few weeks of spring ball, I'm comfortable saying he will be a household name within his first two years at Iowa State. And then I actually got a little bit of time with athletic director Jamie Pollard. I was really kind of curious about Town. I know that's something that people talk about in spurts and that has a lot of excitement. It sounds like things are actually ahead of schedule there. The infrastructure work has come along really well. And from what uh, Jamie Pollard just told me, we're going to be able to find out and kind of announce the first tenants of some of those first couple buildings, at least that first building here in the next month and a half to two months, and then the actual work on that in terms of getting it up in the air, he told me will be seen really by next spring. So things are actually going to be able to be seen within, you know, kind of not this abstract nature at this point. We'll be able to see the progress, get a little more details, and even see it with our own eyes here in the next eight to ten months, it sounds like. Uh, did he uh, tip you off at all as to what time Cyhawk is going to kick off and on what network? That, I he may have spoken. I, I got to him a little bit later. I was speaking with Coach Campbell for a while. Uh, I did not get word on that one. There was okay. some scheduling talk, really, about the Ohio game as well as kind of some of the process that went into scheduling that as well. And I will say it was really intriguing. I also asked about the extension for Coach T.J. Otzelberger, and it was really cool to see, you know, Jamie Pollard's kind of excitement, not only keeping T.J. Otzelberger here for very much the foreseeable future, but talking about kind of the, the roster putting together and development that we've talked about on this show, guys. There's going to be a lot of youth, but it's still a lot of talent, and expectations are kind of starting to rise a little bit for next season's team. Uh, I can understand why. TJ's done a phenomenal job. Season tickets for football. Any idea? Are they ahead of schedule from the last couple of years? Do you know? So I actually kind of just randomly was told about this recently a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure if ahead of, but at least on schedule from what I had heard. Um, I, I think there continues to just be this kind of overwhelming feel of excitement. Both We just talked about basketball, but For football, with a lot of these staff changes, I think it's worth mentioning. uh, You know, you asked about Nuggets there, Trent. Mm -hmm. A lot of confidence within this offensive line room. I think that's something we've hit on a little bit here and there. But to hear Coach Campbell speak about it in kind of more of this relaxed settings today, that was really intriguing to hear. And I think that kind of builds upon the excitement of the overall team and those tickets, Ken. All right. Well, let's get you out of here on this. Give us that linebacker's name again one more time. The true freshman, Jack Sadowski. Sadowski. Worth, uh, okay. Keeping an eye on. Yep, from Illinois, just about 40 minutes from where I was born, actually. <laughs> Jack, as a matter of fact, Jack Sadowski, Batavia, Illinois. Uh, six foot two, two hundred thirty pounds. Good stuff as always, Nick Olson. We're off next Monday. We'll grab you on Tuesday if your schedule allows. You have a wonderful week and a wonderful long weekend. Thank you, Nick Olson. I won't miss a week with you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yep, good to talk to you, buddy. Take care. Nick Olson, 247sportscyclonework.com. So, well, that's good to know because we'll see number 33 out there running around making plays against you and I. And we'll, we'll both, who's who the 33? hell is that? Now Sadowski. Yeah, yeah, Nick Olson. Sadowski. Sadowski. Um, 33 on your roster. 
maybe nothing to this quarterback? What do we read into it? I still I don't know. Looking at his other offers, they stink. It's a depth piece. It's a depth piece. When I heard the offers, my theory went up in flames. Yeah. 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 Duquesne and, and I mean. I saw maybe a Jacksonville State. Was it? Yeah, something like that. And no offers out of high school, apparently. Right. I mean, he's, physically, he certainly passes the eye test. <laughs> sure. And I've never seen him try to throw, uh-huh. which, you know, helps when you're playing quarterback. Six foot five, 230 pounds, can't run. On well, looking at the roster right now, he was telling us about, oh, his name just escaped me. The walk-on from Iowa City. Cook. Cook, yeah. Yeah. Dad was a pretty yeah, pretty player. good player. Yeah. I don't see him on the roster. I don't right see now. him on the roster either. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't either. So, injury there. So, you only have three. You have three quarterbacks. One's a true freshman. Correct. J.J. Cole is going to be, be really good. good, right? You think? He, Depends when you see him. He's got developmentally. Mm-hmm. He was never consistent in his high school career. Mm-hmm. When did I see him play? I saw him, was, that, was that the game against Southeast Polk that was on TV? Yeah, I think I so. I thought it was phenomenal. He yeah. played great. I've seen plenty of others where yep. You've said not that. so much. Yep. Deckers and Rocco Becht. I mean, it's... You go into a season with three quarterbacks. Now this is a depth piece. I think my theory's um Yeah. I mean, there still may be something there, but I don't think that this is the two are related. I'll put it that way. Uh, fair to say. Trent's got his plays of the day. Oh, I got something here for you. Now these odds were not available before the conferences uh conference championships on both sides began. But the odds as it started, of all four teams that are currently leading the conference finals, mm-hmm. sweeping was eighty eight thousand to one? No kidding. It would be bad to have ten bucks on, huh? Holy mackerel! Just for the NBA, they're not all going to sweep, are they? Is, is the NBA who's more likely to win a game, Boston or the Lakers? Lakers. Who's more? Well, they're still there. We're not a three zero in hockey. We're not yet. yet. All right, we'll come back. Trends plays of the day next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six points. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800- Only at Hy-Vee. Graphite Construction Group is one of the leading names in general contracting across the Midwest. And now you can be part of the Graphite Construction Group team. They're looking for construction superintendents, project managers, project coordinators, carpenters, and laborers. Go online to graphitegrp.com slash career opportunities to apply today. With Graphite Construction Group, we build it better. On June 1st. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. 
Uh, John Higgins retiring. Hollywood Higgins, done. Hanging up the whistle. Hell of a career. Hell of a run. Accosted in Hilton? Was he? I don't know. Probably. Oh, I'm sure that they rained down. They let them made their feelings known as they do in most arenas. Those Kentucky fans gave out his business's phone I number. Remember that? That how ooh, that was brutal. and gave him a bunch of one star reviews online. Uh huh. That pissed him off. Oh, and it should. It's his livelihood. It is his livelihood. Uh, but no longer will be his part time gig be officiating. He's going to be the recruiting coordinator and the um, officiating coordinator for a whole bunch of it. Looks like some of the. WCCs and Mountain West, those type of things. He's going to be the head of officiating. But he'll be no longer on your television or on your internet, which is the way it's going for crying out loud. Um, anyways. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, who are you playing today? Four place. A four pack. Now I got semi lucky. Live betting. Brooks Kepka. He was 10 to 1 Saturday morning before he teed off. Hmm. 10 to 1. So I jumped aboard there and made it okay. You know, I bet a ton. Yeah. And because I was so invested, I'm like, well. So you hadn't pre, you hadn't bet him prior to the tournament. Pre-flop, gotcha. absolutely not. Yeah. He was a cross-out. All the live guys were a cross-out for me yep. as I did the Masters. So, no, he was not on there. But at that price, I'm like, well, i got to take a stab. He's I right did the there. same with Rory at 22-1. to 1. I also got Rom on Friday when we were talking about yeah, him at 100-1. Yeah. to 1. Yeah. That did not go he well. He just never got going. No, he never did. Nope. Add a little bit more to Scheffler. But overall, I think I think I ended up betting something like, I don't know, 22 units overall. And I made like 18 back. So little saver ticket on Kepka. That's what you like to call me, yeah, yeah, with the horse racing. Yeah. Speak, did you bet it all in the Preakness? I didn't, didn't watch. I watched. I didn't bet. You didn't fire it nope, all at it. No, I was hoping Madge would win so I could bet against him in the Belmont. That's what you were looking for. Yep. Are we going to get any Iowa horses in the Belmont? Yeah, I think Angel Vampire's going. That Is, was the plan. Okay. So the Allbaugh family stable will be represented. Well, back to the current day and where we are right now. Yep. Three in baseball. I'm playing the Angels. I walked away impressed by the Angels over the weekend. Watch a lot of them, obviously, against the Twins. Mm-hmm. Minus 107 against the Red Sox. It is Baria, guy that doesn't go real deep into games against Hauk, who is not good for the Red Sox. We'll lay the minus 107 late night tonight. Houston, red hot. Yeah, they are. How long before they pass Texas? It's coming. Now, Texas hasn't slowed down a ton. They're not bad. Yep. They're hanging in there. Yep. It's Javier that gets the ball against Burns. Really fun pitching matchup there. I'm going to jump on Houston, though, minus the 110. And the Diamondbacks are more than 2-1 to one against the Phillies. I know Zach Wheeler's going for the Phillies still at that price. Yeah, give me the D-backs. Plus 201 is what you get with Arizona. And I'm going back to the well. Give me the Lakers. <laughs> and how many points you get? Land three. <laughs> I'm just or give rather yeah yeah I'll lay the three swallow hard take <laughs> your medicine jeez Murph and Andy coming up in five minutes the drive with Heather and Sean three until six where Miller and Condon Trenter and I are here every Monday through Friday from eleven to one on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KX and yeah, no.